Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Welcome to another episode of Dear Abby. This is my podcast, and this is my new co-host. His name? I'm not sure yet, but isn't he freaking cute? My brother got me this teddy bear for Christmas, and he's huge, and he's adorable, and I put a t-shirt on him, and now he just chills. Now he just chills on my couch with me, so... It's kind of like a replacement for my dog, I guess, but sometimes, um, my, well, okay, you know what? I'm so, I'm so selfish, you guys. I don't think the last two episodes I've even said, I hope everyone's having a good Thursday. I've been in a bad selfish mood, apparently, every time I record. So I just want to say, I hope everyone's having a great Thursday and I hope everyone had a great Christmas here we are post-Christmas, and I hope that my episode last week helped everyone have a decent or beautiful, joyous, good Christmas. I got a couple messages saying they appreciated and felt seen by, you know, I think just just bringing awareness to sometimes Christmas can just be really difficult, and sometimes seeing families or doing events can be really challenging, so happy, happy to, to talk. I'm always happy to talk by myself. So today we're talking about a couple different things. But before that, I have some highlights of the week and also just some fun stuff and some dubs and L's. So first off, some of my highlights of the week were A, well, one, when I was playing Apex with myself and nobody else because everyone else bailed on me. I was just playing with two randos online and they sometimes I never really chat to people because I get really nervous to chat like to talk to people and especially because I'm a girl I don't talk unless I do good because I know if I do bad and I talk then they're just going to be even more mean so I just don't say anything (laughs) unless I do really good Um, but even then I usually don't say anything just because I get kind of scared to talk for which is weird because they don't They're never going to know who I am. So I'm like, why am I scared to talk to people that I'll never meet in person? You know, but I don't know. So we're, I was playing Apex Legends, which is like a battle royale type game. And sometimes I, sometimes I do really good in that game. And sometimes I just do pretty mediocre. But the other day, the other night I was really killing it. And I was doing, I was kind of carrying almost every game I played on ranked, which is like, harder to find it's just a little bit more challenging people are more intense in the games so it's kind of hard to do very good especially for me who gets a little bit uh, flabbergasted in moments of intensity in the game anyways I was killing it basically but I I was teamed up with okay one of the matches I was teamed up with just two guys and they were talking to each other they were probably brothers or friends or something because they they were in the same club thing and they were being pretty bossy, which I don't mind. Like, I'm, I'm 
yes, sir, I will take orders. I'm great at taking orders. I'm used to it, I think, also because because whenever I bark orders, nobody listens to me because I'm a D-I-R-L. And possibly also maybe just because I don't bark the best orders. That could also be it, but I'm going to stick with because I'm a girl. Anyways, so I'm great at listening and doing whatever I'm told pretty much. Not in, not in like a bad way, just in like video games way. I'm used to it because my older brother is a lot better at all of that stuff than me. So I've just grown up being bossed around by my sister and my brother in video games. Well, my sister in real life, my brother in video games. So it's a skill I've developed to just completely surrender and submit to people barking orders at me. You know, actually... This is a side note. I mean, all of this was, but jokes on them because they are the ones that have to think. I ha- don't have to think about anything. It's blissful. Anyways, basically, they they were calling me dude and bro, and obviously, not a lot of girls maybe talk, so people just think that only guys play. And I had like a sniper. I sometimes use it, sometimes I don't. But when I do, I kind of slay with it. So. I was using that and then another gun. There was one point in the game, and I've already been doing really good. I think I got the most damage out of everyone and the most knocks, which I was pretty proud of, and we won, so all around was a great game. There was a point where I had this sniper thing out, and this guy was running away. It was this guy that could inject himself and run really fast. The most, my least favorite player, honestly, to to just have around because he goes his heartbeats really fast he drives me nuts but he took this like cannon thing because you can shoot yourself in this big green cannon uh and he shot himself and he was really high up in the sky okay now that i'm saying this this isn't that big of a deal Eh, i'm just gonna continue with the story he was almost knocked i took the shot mid-air when he was really high up pretty far away And I timed it perfectly, which I was really proud of myself. I timed it perfectly so that when he started going down, I shot, I aimed it at where I think he would have landed in the sky. And I'm usually not this good with aiming with snipers. I'm usually horrible, actually. I'm good mid-range and really close. Actually, I'm just good (laughs) mid-range. I timed it perfectly and I knocked him. The sound of two men, they sounded my age, going, oh, oh. And like shocked that I got that shot and they didn't even know I was a girl felt really good. I really wanted to say something and just so they knew I was a girl because I know they would think it's more impressive. Even though girls have the exact same ability to move their hands and click stuff, you know, but I didn't say anything because I thought, you know what, this win, this win is for me. It's for me and me only. This is just for me. And now thousands of people, lots of other people. So it's not really, I guess, a win just for me because now I'm talking about it. But anyways, it was a big moment and everything, but who cares, you know? Another highlight of the week was we exchanged our Christmas presents, me and my boyfriend. That was sweet because he's going to be gone. Um, And that's my other highlight that's not, well, while I'm talking about this, he still doesn't know, but when it's released, he'll know because I'll be there. But his family, his parents moved out to the East Coast, uh, the opposite side of the country. And he visited. He's like there for Christmas. So he's visiting his family there. I really wanted to surprise him. And my mom actually came to me with the idea because she had some extra miles too on her. uh, She 
I think she switched her flight one time or some, I don't remember. She did something and they gave her extra miles or extra money for a trip. So she was nice enough to give it to me because she was like, I don't know if I'm even going to use this in time. So she actually, I think she came up with it. I think maybe I had said something or maybe, I don't remember. But anyways, I'm surprising him and I've already worked everything out with his mom so she knows I'm coming so I'm not just barging in you know that would be kind of rude I'm really excited I've never really done anything like this like this before and let me tell you I don't know if I will ever do it again because I hate secrets I've had the secret for so long now ever since I was talking about it with my mom and keeping that a secret from him when he talks about Christmas and we're sharing gifts and I'm like, oh, technically I will be there with you and then like acting like I won't see him. But I get there on Christmas Day. So in the evening. So I want him and his family to like have their Christmas and then I'll come at night because Christmas night is not this. Well, I don't know. People do stuff on Christmas night. We do stuff Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. Anyway, so when this episode is out, I think I'll be on my way home from there, but I'm with them for just a couple of days and I'm really excited. I've never, I haven't been to that part of the country in a long time ever since I was, or since I was like 10, 12 years old. We went to Washington DC one time for a choir trip. And also during that trip, I, I'm talking a lot today. During that trip, I faked threw up so many times because I think my anxiety or OCD or whatever it was, was so bad and I was so anxious. I was so anxious. I remember at like 10 years old or nine years old at the Museum of History, like I was having all this ex- existential dread as like a nine-year-old, 10-year-old. Okay, this is getting younger and younger, I guess, as the story goes on. Pretty soon I will be, you know, five years old, but... I think, however old you are when you're in fourth grade, how old are you in fourth grade? You're pretty young, right? But I remember I would like go into the porta potty. I I specifically remember a scenario where I was so anxious and I did not want to stand up and sing. I did not want to sing, even though I loved singing and I still do. And I don't have this anxiety about it anymore, but so sad because I would fake throw up to get out of like performing and my music teacher hated me. She was so mad. She was like, yeah, that was just the whole thing. And I remember being so anxious about making her mad. And then, but I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. My mom was always really supportive and she'd always be like, you know, really gentle with me and everything. But my music teacher did not like that. Rightfully so. I was there to sing. And I don't, I think I sang once or twice. Just OCD things. Last highlight of the week is I had a good conversation with my brother. That's all the details for that, but I'm just going to be honest. That's a highlight of the week. Okay, some dubs really fast for this is just mental health uh, exposure response success where I just did exposures and they went successfully, um, which is just if it's nice to gain. Sometimes when you get stuck, it, it, OCD is so linear, like your recovery with am I sweaty. I am cool. OCD recovery is uh, OCD recovery is very up and down, up and down, up and down. And I've learned that I don't know when I'll feel like I'm fully recovered now. And the more I obsess over that, the probably the less recovered I'll be. But sometimes when I get stuck in a rut, I feel it feels good to just get traction again because I'll do exposures. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm retraining my brain again because I maybe forgot or I just didn't realize like that was maybe an OCD thing to do or behaviorally or something 
and I just watched less TV and scrolled less than I normally do uh, because I do like to numb myself out, but I'm trying to do it just a little bit every day and in a healthy way because I actually don't think there's anything so wrong with watching a little bit of TV and a little bit of something. I think that that's good, honestly. I mean, I'm not, I'm not nothing. I'm, I'm not nothing. I am not nothing. I I don't know that much, but what I do know is sometimes I just want to just relax for a good hour in the day and watch some TV, but I'm trying to not numb myself out. I'm trying to do it in like watch something inspiring or watch something entertaining just for an hour, just for no reason, just because I want to and then, but not overconsume. Um, okay. And then some L's were, oh, I said L's are scrolled for too long some days. Interesting. That's an interesting thing. Am I scrolling too much or too little? I guess I didn't watch as much TV, but I think I scrolled a little bit longer than I wanted to, but that's okay. I'm learning, but it is getting better and that's what's important. Okay. So we're going to do, we have still a lot to get to today because I want to try to get someone on for a dear or not a dear, but Abby, a, um, frenemies segment. So we're going to do this fast and efficient. I want to talk about two things for like the meat of, okay, get away little stupid fly for the, like the meat of the episode. And one of those things is I say this a lot in my episodes. I've noticed, I think I said it last week, like something about it's not normal to have chronic anxiety. It's not normal to have depression. It's not normal. When I say anything like that, I've learned that maybe what I mean more so than saying it's not normal is just it's not the healthiest and it's not the only it's not the only option pretty much. I think because there's a lot of shame maybe that comes from when people say, you know, having OCD isn't normal, but it's like, but it's, that's normal for me. When someone says like, that's not normal, it's like, well, then that I think makes me feel like, so there is something inherently wrong with me then. And so that whole story of there's something wrong with me, I'm different is just reiterated when someone says that's not normal. But that being said, it's important that if there's a behavior or something that isn't healthy and that's not something that's right, like it's just not regulated, it's not sustainable, it's not healthy, I think more so is what I mean than like it's not normal. Because again, it's like someone who's had depression for 10 years is like, well, this is very normal to me. So when you tell me I'm not normal, it's like, I can't do anything about this. This is just how my brain works. And or this is just what's going on in my body. So I don't like being told that I'm not normal, because I'm a very normal human being. However, there's a lot of things that aren't necessarily healthy. I don't know. It's okay to not feel normal sometimes, though, because I know I've definitely felt that. Like, just think of how many people don't feel normal. I don't know who I don't I don't know one person that I've ever met in my life that's like, oh, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm totally normal. Like, I always feel normal. It's like no one feels normal. So doesn't that make us all like a little bit not normal together? So therefore, it's normal to just be struggling with something. And that's not to invalidate any experiences, um, which kind of leads me to the other thing I wanted to just mention was because we see so much social media posts and so many things about mental health or so many things about other people's, the, the lifestyle that they live, the way that they live, that they're 
I don't know, things that we even enjoy, but there's so much of it that we see that it starts to almost take, we think it's taking the meaning and the fulfillment away because everyone else is doing it or we see everyone else talking about it. And so it makes our experience less fulfilling or less uh, real. But if you have those types of thoughts or feelings about it, totally normal, but it doesn't diminish anything. And just because everyone else is struggling with stuff doesn't make your struggle not real. And that's not to be a victim, but that's to, to genuinely validate your feelings so that way you can move on from them. That's just something that I feel... Like I have to remind myself all the time because I hate, I think there's something within some personalities, especially that if everyone else is doing it, you're like, I don't want to do it. If everyone else likes it, you're like, I don't want to like it because I feel like I'm being forced to like it or it's being just fire hosed to me. Why do I keep using that? I've used that on another episode. I don't know even what that means. It's just being thrown onto me is how it feels. And it feels like it's not yours anymore. I don't know if this makes sense, but this makes sense to me. So hopefully I'm, ex- I'm explaining it decently. That's just how I feel when I see so many people talk about maybe even anxiety. It's like, well, now I feel like my anxiety is not real because so many other people have it and they talk about it. That doesn't even make sense why it wouldn't be real to me anymore. That is my experience. That is my experience. That's It's not taken away from you just because everyone else is talking about it. That also just happens with overconsumption and And thinking you need to rely on people and their validation and their opinions and everything to feel fulfilled in your life. Maybe everyone else is doing what you're doing. And that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it anymore. I think that's more of like an ego thing. Your ego, I don't think, wants you to be okay with feeling a little bit ordinary. There's nothing wrong, though, with being ordinary. (laughs) My happiest days are when I feel very ordinary. Why is it so dark on my screen? Okay, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, because we just got done with Christmas, where it's, I've quite literally spent so much money. I feel sick when I spend money because I've not had the healthiest relationship with money for some reason. Maybe it was, it's the way I was raised. Maybe it's just, I don't know. I've just never had the best relationship with money. My relationship is like, I always regret when I spend money and then I regret when I don't spend money. And I just feel like I don't know what to do. To I'm more attached to money because I'm so anxious when I have to spend money. So I save too much, but then I get, I'm more attached to the money because I'm obsessing over what I should do with it and what I shouldn't do with it. And if that purchase was worth it and if I should have gone out to eat just barely, I have a budget and I'm extremely good at following my budget, but I just am trying to heal my relationship with money because the worse that relationship is, the more I'm attached to it. (laughs) You know, even if it's not like I I don't even care to have that much money. I think it's just more because I'm so scared to get money or I'm I'm like scared to get money. I'm scared to have money because I'm scared it's going to change me in some way. Or I'm scared that I'm not going to be the same person if I like, get money from something or if I get a better job that it just pays better or something or I just think what if this podcast eventually takes off and I start making money I don't want that to change me I think that's a very valid fear but I'm learning that that again just shows how attached I am to money period that it doesn't matter how much money someone has I really do believe this it doesn't matter how much money someone has doesn't say that they're a good or a bad person 
They could have so much money doesn't mean they're a bad person. For some reason, somewhere along the way, probably like due to like religious reasons and no hate on that at all. That's just the way that my brain perceived it. And so I take accountability for that as well. And I take accountability to change my mindset about it because no one actually taught me that. But it's like if I have a good amount of money, I can still help people and that won't actually change anything about me. I just have to let go of my idea about how like how much money I should have. What's like a what's a good amount of money to have? I don't know, like a good person amount of money. (laughs) How much money should you give away? How much money should you keep? and it's just weird stuff like that that maybe just obviously my anxious brain is very like my obsessive brain that's something that it definitely attaches to sometimes but here are some of the ways that now I've been trying to put into practice that I I actually feel like my relationship is a little bit better but there's still definitely work that needs to be done um one having money doesn't make you a bad person wanting a sustainable lifestyle wanting anything nice isn't bad There's not a perfect amount of money to have that'll make you like a good person or that'll make you a successful person worthy of something. Money is just money, like period. That's all it is. And I know that's like such a dumb thing to say sometimes because it's like money represents so many things. But at the core of what it is, I mean, it is quite literally just money, but it just represents quite literally almost every single thing that's wrong with the world. You know, which I think that's why maybe I obsess over it sometimes. Anyways, another thing I like to do with money and changing my mindset and perception. And there's so many books and I'm not that an expert on this at all. Clearly, if I spend some if I'm about to spend money to practice spending money and just not caring and then I mean responsibly. But and then also if I'm debating on whether I should buy something or do something, it's like, would you spend this much money for this experience Would you spend this much money to have a good conversation with a friend? Do you know if that's going out to eat? Whatever it is, is that money worth it? Because money really is just an exchange for something. So would I exchange this money for this experience? Would I exchange this money for this lesson, for this relationship, whatever it is? Money is to be spent. You make money, you spend money, you make it back. You just keep going back and forth, back and forth. So the more you're attached to money in general, the, the more anxious you'll be and the less you're, you're able to just watch it fluctuate. And also, I've learned very much so to live below your means. I feel like I sometimes lived way below my means, but that's a lot more cozy for me. But I've learned like a good medium where you live a little bit below, but <clears throat> it's okay to get something nice for yourself every once in a while that's sustainable, that you'll keep for a long time, that you really enjoy using. So I guess if you're having any money regrets, don't uh, learn your lesson. If there was a lesson to be learned, if you actually like, no, I actually shouldn't have spent that money, then okay, now you know, and then don't do it in the future. When you ask yourself, is this worth it? You're like, it wasn't worth it last time. It's not gonna be worth it this time. (laughs) So no, you'll eventually make the money back. It's just money. I know a lot of people don't see it as just money, again, because of everything that it represents in the world and a lot of bad things, but it does not helpful to just keep pushing a narrative of being so attached to money. You know, that's not going to do anything but make things worse is to obs- have more people obsess over money because we see what that gets people. I don't know. What the freak do I know about money? I don't I don't know anything. I'm just dumb girl. Just a random friendly reminder to uh, just be kinder to yourself in general with everything going on. 
you probably have been stressed from Christmas or whatever it is, whatever holidays, or if there's nothing, it just feels stressful. Just take it easy on yourself. Let's do a voicemail. Okay, so this one's not a voicemail. This one's a text. So I'll change my voice. Dear Abby, I just started therapy. Have only gone three times so far. I've noticed that's... I don't like that. Dear Abby, I just started therapy. Have only gone three times so far. I've noticed that since starting therapy, I've been emotionally eating more. Do you think this is because I'm unlocking a lot of suppressed emotions? Because overall therapy has been positive for me. Thank you and I appreciate you and the podcast. Oh, that's an interesting question. Sorry, I was scratching my eye. That is an interesting one, isn't it? I don't know. That's kind of tricky. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. Whenever I am in like a new place mentally, whether it's good or bad, I feel like my habits of eating change a little bit. It also just could be where you are at in that time of the month. If you are a woman, sounds like you are. Yeah, I feel like that's so normal and it's probably, well, I don't know. I'm not super familiar with like the actual definition of what that means. I'm guessing it's if you feel emotional, you cope with that by eating. The other thing I can think of is sometimes when I was really, when my, when everything was really bad, my mental health, I was just like all time low. I was not, I was barely eating. I thought I was eating a lot, but now that I'm eating like a normal amount of food, I was definitely not getting all the nutrients. I was not eating what I was supposed to be eating or as much because I just didn't want to eat. I didn't have any obsessions over food at all, actually. I just would not forget to eat. I just didn't have the energy. And I was like, whatever. I'm just, I'm fine. I'm still alive. I'm just not going to eat because I just didn't want to make myself anything. I didn't, nothing sounded good. My appetite was completely gone. So when I started feeling healthier and a little bit better, I actually just started to eat more, period. Because I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot I need to like be feeding and fueling my body. So yeah, it's probably a little bit of everything. Um, Doesn't sound like you're that concerned about it or that it's something that should be very concerning unless, I don't know, just gets to a point where you're really concerned about it, then maybe just talk to your therapist about it. But I think overall, that's probably pretty normal when things are changing or when you're just in a new headspace. Cool. Okay. Well, that was a short one. Um, Thank you so much for sending that in. And also, you guys, I'm running out of Dear Abby's. So so please, if you could text. So call, text. Those are the only two options. Or you can DM me, I guess. If you have any questions for me, it can be about anything. Okay? It can be about something silly, fun, funny, serious, not you know, not too serious. Yeah. And I'd love to love to help. I'd love to answer. Just give my two cents. Okay. I'm going to call my mom for Dear Abby. She doesn't know I'm calling. I'm just going to call people randomly now. She's on that. She was on the episode and she did an in-person Dear Abby, but we're going to do one just over the phone instead. You guys, I don't have a lot of friends. I have a couple people I could call. This week is not the week to call some of my friends. So I'm calling my mommy and hopefully she answers. If not, she's a bad mom. This is going to be funny. She's going to be like, what the? Why did you tell me? Oh, great. You know what? She might say that if I tell her. She might say, oh, great. Didn't want to tell me, huh? Hey. Hey. Gotcha. You're live on my podcast. I am. 
Yeah. Uh oh, because I'm the only one that would answer. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> well, the the dear Abby wasn't a dear Abby. That was one that I could re ask you. So well, I'm just gonna ask you questions. Okay. So. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, sorry. You know you go. Just saying, Merry Christmas to everybody. Oh yeah, that's nice. Okay, what name a four-letter word that starts with the letter B? <laughs> yeah, no, tell me what the first one that you thought of was. B A C K. No, I thought of I couldn't think of one at first. That's the problem. I was like, I'm great at these, and I was like, oh, back B A C K. Ugh, I thought of butt. B U T T. Of course you did. But B U T T. Use it in a sentence, please. I have a big butt. You have a big butt. I like okay, what what Hogwarts house do you think you would be put in? Uh, Gryffindor. Oh my gosh, you would say Gryffindor. You think so highly in, of yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Gryffindor actually is not like necessarily the best one. That's true. Hufflepuff is, right? What were you afraid of as a child? Can you think back to something like rational or irrational that you were afraid Sharks of as a child? and snakes. Always been scared of sharks and snakes. Okay. And well, bears because I went camping a lot. Yeah. With see? My family. Well, I I, now I know where my fear of bears came from. But I was never scared of bears when my dad was with me. Oh, that's nice. There. Yeah. I felt like my dad could beat up a bear when I was little. I was like, I'm pretty sure my dad could beat up a bear. <laughs> yeah. I've seen him take that's down very rational. cows. He can totally take down a bear. Yeah. I didn't really realize that bears and cows are very different. Um, How often do you floss? And be honest. Don't lie to my don't oh. lie to me or my listeners. Why to pick another one? What is your favorite way to work out? Uh, I don't understand the question. Like way? What do you mean? Like what do you running, mean? Jumping? What do you mean? What do you mean you don't understand? I mean like my jumping. Do you mean like that or what do you what, what kind of way <laughs> what do you work out? What does that mean? Sure, it could be jumping, jump roping, <laughs> jumping. jumping jacks. Who does? No, who I'm does saying. Like, I'm saying like plyometrics, okay. cardio, running. Oh, I like to do Same like thing, ball Pilates. Okay. Slay. At home, I like to do like, I used to like to do more like a hit workouts and stuff. Hit with Anna on YouTube. Shout out to her. Okay. And um, I love to do yoga. Yoga with Adrian on YouTube. Shout out to her. Have you ever okay. uh, come back with, with a really good, well, okay. How do I phrase this? Have you ever... Has someone ever said something to you and you just instantly thought of a great comeback and said it right oh, then and there? I'm so good at that. I have so many great comebacks that I have said of course. over the years. I have such a quick wit. Wow. I mean, I don't mean to brag about it, but I really do. <laughs> so, yeah, because this one time a certain someone, oh my gosh, now I can't remember what it was because you asked oh. me. Uh, I have to ask dad, but I did. This one time I got. Um, now, you specifically a remember someone. a time? Oh, yeah. Oh, because the whole car laughed at him. Uh, he said something rude. I said something super funny. Uh, I have an idea of who the that would say. Car. Something, some Something rude. And, a- and there was everybody in the like, Yeah, you probably know. There was everyone. There was like six of us, seven of us, eight of us. Everyone in the car started dying laughing. Nice. I actually feel like, you know what? I will give you credit because I do feel like you come back with things very fast. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it before. I don't, I don't very often leave and say, oh, I should have said that. I always think that was brilliant. Oh, that's nice. I feel like I never think of it. 
on the spot. I don't I disagree with that, actually. Really? Can you think yeah. of a time that I said something fast? You say stuff to me all the time. And other people. Well, you're, you're my mom. <laughs> it's easy. No, with other people. You're very quick-witted. Oh. Okay, nice. I'll take but that. But then you go and second-guess it the whole evening after you say <laughs> Yeah, true. Then I'll go home and be like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Well, are you more... For dinner. Oh, are you more street smart or, or book smart? Oh, gosh. My answer is going to sound so conceited. I feel like I'm a really good mix of 50 I found it so conceited in this whole thing. But I really do think I'm pretty smart and book smart, but I'm not, like, brilliant. Right. And I'm pretty, like, smart, right. street smart, but I'm not, like, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. Pretty, I'm no, I get what you're saying. Skill. Like, no one would look at me and go, like, she doesn't know what the heck she's doing in life. But also, no one would look at me and go, hey, let's go and make sure that she's, like, you know, she's, like, Einstein or something. So. Right. So yeah, pretty that's, that. that's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. Okay. Well, anything else? <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you rang? Um, <laughs> you rang? No. no. Well, I'm, I, I, I was thinking of something else I could try to maybe do with people when they come on the podcast because... If, if it's like like a game or something, you know, but I can't think of any. I don't know a lot of games that you can play like on a podcast with people. Okay, well, thanks for being on. All right. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista, baby. All right. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you. Okay. Well, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, again, I'm still learning the ropes and I know get a grip, Abby, already have everything figured out. It's year one of your podcast, but have some new types of things coming up next year that like the frenemies will be a little bit different. The calls, that type of a thing. Um, some workarounds and some fun things coming up next year. So we're just getting started, baby. Thank you for listening. Go like subscribe. Uh, give me five stars. Pretty please. Love you so much. Bye. Oh, taking a ride to join Lake. Nunchi